Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is three very important risk factors that you must know. This weekend, my birthday weekend, I get a chance to watch the Daytona 500 NASCAR race. I've been watching it ever since I was a little kid, just fascinated with that race. This weekend was so exciting. It didn't end the way I wanted it to end, but it was nonetheless a very exciting race. And while watching the race, I realized a couple things. Number one is that there is a comparison between NASCAR racing and commercial real estate investing. Both are exhilarating, fun, rewarding, and there's a bit of risk. Maybe that's what makes both of these so exciting to do. So I realized that these NASCAR drivers, they basically need three things to mitigate their risk in the race. Number one is they need to have the best team of mechanics and engineers to mitigate the risk. Number two, they need lots of practice at race speed. You can't practice at 100. You have to practice at between 145 and 150 on that Daytona track, race speed. Number three, they need to know the terrain very well. Even though they have four corners on the racetrack, each corner is different. To you and I, it looks the same, but each corner is different. So they need to know their terrain very well. And we kind of need to know the same thing with our commercial real estate investing. In fact, this is what we kind of teach our students, that you do need to have the best team to mitigate your risk in commercial real estate investing. So you need to have a proven team. So far as practicing at race speed, for us, it's practicing on real deals. None of this brochure stuff or this performance stuff. You need to have real numbers. And number three, knowing the terrain well for us is knowing your market extremely, extremely well. Being intimate with your market, knowing all the trends. These are three things that we teach our students to do. These are three must-haves. Now, these three are just the beginning. So once you get into a deal, there are three very important risk factors that you must know. And in fact, if you don't understand these three risk factors, don't do the deal. I'm just telling you right now, don't do it. So what I want to do is share with you what those three key risk factors are, how to calculate them, what they truly mean, and how to apply them to your deal so that you can do your best to mitigate your risk and commercial estate investing. All right, here we are. Risk factor number one. Now remember, do not, I repeat, do not move forward on a deal without understanding, acknowledging, and calculating your own risk factor here on these three that I'm about to give to you. I repeat, do not. If you do so, it's at your own peril. It's that serious. So let's start off with the risk factor number one. It is called debt coverage ratio, also known as DCR. And what the debt coverage ratio is, is the measure of the property's income, its ability to pay the mortgage, okay? So it's, it's gonna measure the income's ability to pay the mortgage. That's what the DCR is. So here's the formula for the debt coverage ratio. It's the annual net operating income divided by the annual mortgage payments. Let me explain the annual net operating income. The net operating income is your rents minus your expenses 
And what's left over is your net. We call it your net operating income. Does not include mortgage. So the net operating income is your income minus your expenses like taxes, insurance, repairs, property management. What's left over after subtracting all of that is your net. What we would call your net operating income. So your net operating income, your NOI, divided by your annual mortgage payment. So if your mortgage payments are $1,000 a month, the annual is $12,000 for the year. Here's an example. So the debt coverage ratio, let's say we have a net operating income of 50,000 and we add up our mortgage payments for the year, that's 40,000. So 50,000 divided by 40,000 is 1.25. What does that mean? That means that you have more net operating income than you do mortgage. That means you are cash flow positive. By how much? by 1.25 times. So you do this math immediately when you get your deal from your broker, from a seller, whatever. Do this math to make sure that you are greater than one. So if I have $50,000 in NOI and $50,000 in mortgage, I'm pretty much breaking even. So you will be greater than break even. So by having at 40,000, you're break even by 1.25 times, which results and being cash flow positive. Now, on the other side, here's the risk. If you have the same NOI of $50,000 a year, but your mortgage payments are $55,000, that means your NOI is this size, but your mortgage is a little larger, you're gonna be below one. Anything below one, okay, remember, one is break even. Anything below one, the ratio of one, like this point nine here, is negative cash flow. And high risk deal. Do this on every deal. You must, just so you can know right away if you're going to have a negative cash flow property or a positive cash flow property. Now, here's where you want to be on almost any type of commercial deal. You want to be at a minimum. So your goal is to be at 1.2 and above. That's your goal, right? Remember, if you are at one, you're breaking even. If you're below one, you're negative cash flow, high risk, don't do the deal. Okay, you may have to go back and renegotiate the deal, do something different, but this risk factor tells you right away if you're about to enter into a high-risk deal, for me, that's negative cash flow. So that is risk factor number one. You must know it. It is the absolute basic, number uno, risk factor. Let's go to number two. Risk factor number two is just as important as risk factor number one. They're all equally important and you must understand all three of these. Here's number two. Number two is your exit cap rate. You must know your exit cap rate. The exit cap rate is the market cap rate at which time you plan on selling or refinancing. It's the market cap rate, not the deal cap rate. The market cap rate is a compilation of three deals that have closed in the last 12 months. You calculate what those cap rates are on those three deals, you average it out, and that's your market cap rate, not your deal cap rate. It's the market average cap rate for the deals that have sold. So market cap rate at which time you plan on selling or refinancing, selling or refinancing is your extra strategy. So you must know the exit cap rate, the market cap rate at the time of you exiting your deal through selling or refinancing. Let me give you a quick example. Let's say you purchased this commercial property for $600,000 and you made the assumption that the market cap rate was 6%. And then your goal is to sell in five years 
for big profit. That's your goal. We'll fast forward to year five. Year five, we have an NOI of $50,000 per year. And to get the value of the property, we're going to take the NOI and divide it by the market cap rate. Let's say in year five, you, you think the market cap rate is going to go from 6% to 5%. So you do 50,000 NOI per year divided by your 5% market cap rate gives you a property value of a million dollars. Okay, so if you can achieve this and, you, and it's worth a million dollars, you bought it at $600,000, there's a $400,000 profit. That's what we teach in our company here. Now, let's say that you made a bad assumption because you didn't know the exit cap rate or you calculated it incorrectly. So let's say in year five, same NOI, $50,000 a year, but the market cap rate is at seven. So it's not a five, and then, but the market cap rate is going to go from a six to a seven, because maybe because you miscalculated your assumptions here, was actually in year five a seven percent market cap rate. Fifty thousand divided by seven percent market cap rate is seven hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. So you can see that there's a huge mistake here that you made. You're not going to sell it for a million. You're going to sell it for seven hundred and fourteen thousand. So here you're making four hundred thousand. Here, you bought it for $600,000, but you're selling it for $714,000 after commission, real estate commissions and everything, and closing costs, maybe you'll break even. So by making a bad assumption, you made a $286,000 mistake. Ouch. You must know your market. You must know your market cap rate, which is your exit cap rate, which is the cap rate that the market will bear when you decide to exit your deal or sell or refinance. So that's risk factor number two. Going into your deal, you must have an idea of what the market cap rate is and what your exit cap rate is going to be so you can calculate how much money you're going to make on the back end. People make this mistake all the time. Last but not least, risk factor number three. And that is your break-even occupancy point, which is, what is, your, is the physical occupancy percentage needed to break even? Okay, for example, if you have uh, a 10-unit apartment building and three people have moved out, where's your cash flow? Are you breaking even? Are you producing cash flow? Are you negative cash flow? You need to know how many people are, are in that 10-unit building or the occupancy percentage to the level to which you know you're breaking even at least. So this break-even occupancy point, it answers the question, at what point will I experience negative cash flow? Also, it allows you to see for yourself how risky your deal is. So if you have a 10-unit apartment building and if one person moves out, means you're 90% occupied and you're negative, that is a risky deal. I wouldn't do that. So this is the reason why you need to know at what point do you break even? This applies to every deal. Now, here's the formula for the break-even occupancy point. It is your annual operating expenses plus your annual mortgage payments divided by your gross potential income per year. So expenses plus mortgage payments plus your gross potential income per year. So if you add up those, let me give an example. Let's say you have operating expenses of 75000 you have your annual mortgage payments of 65000 
and you have a gross potential rental income of 200000 you do the math and it ends up being 0.7 or 70%. So that means set the 70% occupancy point, you're breaking even. So you have more than 70% occupied, you're cash flowing. Anything below that, you're negative. So it's a very important number to know. So knowing your break-even occupancy point allows you to know exactly at what occupancy percentage you're going to start cash flowing. Isn't that important? Yes, it is. Number two, let's say you're doing a value-add property where you're buying it, you're going to empty some of the units out, you're going to fix it up, and you're going to increase the NOI and force depreciation. You know our typical value-add deal. So when renovating, like a value-add deal, you'll know exactly how many units you need to get done to start cash flowing. That is so important because the knowing your break-even occupancy point gives you a benchmark of what you have to reach to start breaking even before you start cash flowing. So if you are doing an apartment building that you're renovating, you need to know how much occupancy you need to make sure you break even and stopping the negative cash flow. So again, it allows you to see for yourself how risky the deal is. Point three, most lenders of commercial apartment deals want 85% max on the break-even occupancy point. Me, personally, I think that's too risky. I'd rather have a deal with more room. So for me, I want the break-even point occupancy point to be 80% max. To me, that's ideal. So you want it to be 80% or lower. So 80% is the max. So again, if your break-even point is 70%, you're breaking in at 70% and then your occupancy drops below 70%, that means you're negative cash flow. Anything above 70% is cash flow. So you need to know this as well. Know what this occupancy percentage break-even point is. So now that you have the three risk factors, number one is know what your debt coverage ratio, your DCR is. Number two, you have to know your exit cap rate, really important. And number three, the third risk factor is your break-even point. Where do you break even? So I'll say this again, you do not move forward with a deal. No matter who gives it to you, you do not move forward until you understand these three risk factors.